And now, the Rise Above Show, presented by Roofing.com and hosted by Diego Dante. Welcome to the Rise Above Show, presented by Roofing.com. My name is Diego Dante, and we're here with my good friend, Joseph Hughes. How are you, man? Man, I am doing excellent. Uh, good, good to be here. Good to see you virtually. Um, yeah, doing great, man. That's good, man. And, you know, so you're coming at us virtually. You're out of New Jersey. Is that right? Out of New Jersey, Jersey Shore. Uh, yep, that's where I'm based. Uh, obviously, travel around a little bit once in a while. But, yep, that's uh, that's where I am, right by the beach. I'm a, a beach guy. There you go. Yeah. You get, so what time did you get up this morning? I know that you're, you know, really uh, – I see you posting – early and I see you, you know, working out early and I, you know, you're about that lifestyle of, you know, making sure you're on top of it, being a go-getter. So what, what time were you up this morning? 540. So that's every day. Uh, yeah, you got, you got to win the mornings, right? Cause there's like so much chaos that gets thrown at us throughout the day and unexpected things, but we can control our mornings and our evenings. I call them the bookends. So I get up at 540 every morning and I kind of have my routine that I go through and make sure that I, you know, I'm getting prepped and uh, feeding my mind, feeding my body, get, you know, getting focused for the day ahead. So, right. Yeah. So let's get to know you a little better. I feel like, you know, I look, I, I know what you're doing now. Right. And I feel like a lot of people know you as the, you know, the, I want to say like the educational marketing guy, you know, like (laughs) you're, you're the marketer. That's not a marketer. Cause I feel like you're not, you're not, you know, helping people get leads or anything like that. It's more, you know, I, you're always giving great content and we'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to get the backstory of how you got to where you're at now. So, you know, you can start by introducing yourself and then giving a little bit of your backstory of how you got to the point that, you know, where you're at now. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I, I like to, obviously everyone likes to talk about themselves and share their story, but I try to do that in terms of like, you know, why that, why someone else would care and, and why that's beneficial. But uh, to start off, Diego, it's funny to, to hear, not funny, it's just interesting to hear how other people kind of describe you. Like you said, the educational marketing guy and, you know, you, you kind of put out, uh, you know, your content and your brand and you do your thing and, and, it's kind of like people people make their own conclusions about who you are and what you do and all that. So to me, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah. So Contractor Dynamics is a is a marketing training company. We are on a mission to become the the with capital T H E uh, marketing training company in the construction industry. That's our big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, we started in 2013, so about nine years in business, which sounds like sounds like a really long time in, in the, you know, in the fast paced world we live in today. Um, I grew up in my, uh, my, my family's construction business here in New Jersey and up in New York city. And, uh, as a sixth generation family member in that, in that business, Hughes Marine. And, uh, so the company started in 1894, which makes them what, uh, 128 years old this year, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so yeah, I grew up in that business. My first job was out in the shipyard in Brooklyn, New York, like literally like banging the rust off of tugboats and barges and painting barges and like, uh, welding and cutting steel with a torch and driving a forklift and like 
uh, all driving a tugboat, even like all those fun things that as a 14 year old, like that's freaking, that's pretty awesome. So I spent a lot of time out there in the shipyard, graduated into the office in New Jersey, uh, for a bunch of years. And, um, it was an awesome learning experience. That's where I really got to learn a lot about like small business and like doing a lot of different things, right? From sales to marketing, to operations, to finance, to insurance, to HR, like like everything, manual labor, of course. And uh, just had a passion, you know, developed a passion for it. And I left that family business in uh, 2012. I know not many people leave a family business, especially the one that's been around for over a hundred years. Uh, I was super grateful for that opportunity. I uh, learned a ton and I just kind of had this, uh, I wanted to go create something on my own. You know, I had that entrepreneurial bug that so many listeners and viewers can probably relate to. And uh, it may, may not have made sense to, you know, my, my father and I had to have that conversation with him like, hey, this is awesome. And, I'm, you know, you know, this is great, but I want to just kind of go out on my own and, you know, jump out and build a parachute on the way down kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, I had the I had the uh, the construction background, of course. Had a passion for for business and marketing, and I really saw the gap. Like, hey, construction industry or construction companies, rather, they're like years behind the times when it comes to like marketing and advertising and even things like technology and CRMs. And like, we're recording this in 2022. We're still talking about like companies that don't have a CRM and things like that. So, to me, like, it's awesome to have to be able to work with a company or an individual and uh, and help them just put a few pieces in place that can transform their businesses and their lives. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not too complex. It just, it's really the, the fundamentals uh, and doing those things consistently. So that's what we do. Uh, we are, our purpose is to help uh, to equip companies with the tools to transform and grow. And, uh, and that's what we're all about. So that is uh, sort of the, the short version of the backstory, I guess. How'd you land on, because I know one of the big things that you guys do, it might be the only thing, but it, one of the big things that you guys do is that, you know, Facebook ads, right? So how'd you land on specifically Facebook ads from, you know, all the other things, SEO, you know, pay-per-click, all that stuff? Yeah. So uh, again, it's interesting to see how people kind of view you. Uh, yes, we certainly lead with social media advertising as far as like the the service, uh, the training that we give our clients when they initially come to us. Uh, we do have training on Google and SEO and LinkedIn and uh, the whole digital social kind of, you know, uh, briefcase, if you will. Uh, why Facebook ads? Why social media? Uh, Gary V, man. Uh, Gary V started talking about it. Back in 2017, one of my uh, mentors from afar, uh, and he's like, yo, this is the opportunity. This is where to be. Like, I went all in on that myself as a business, and we said, hey, there's a huge opportunity for, for contractors to do this. Like, any local business, you can own your market just by, like, going all in on this, and that, that was really it. Like, Gary planted that seed, and we just went all in on that, and that's what we've done. Um, I'm not the guy to tell you that you know, there's only one way to grow a business. There's only one way to market your business. There's different things that work. Google works amazingly well. LinkedIn works amazingly well. Uh, social media ads work really well. Uh, we just focus on that, that one thing in particular, as far as a lead in with our clients, because that's where our, that's where companies in the construction industry or really any company, that's where you can really truly build your brand and get people to know who you are with your videos and your visual content, things like that. 
that you can't really do with like Google ads. Uh, and, and it's a way to get like pretty quick traction without a whole bunch of money invested. I love Google. Uh, Google, again, it's like your, your ads are only a, you know, a few lines of text, right? So you're not really able to like show people who you are, differentiate, build that know, like, and trust. And then Google ads can be, they are very expensive if you don't know what you're doing in the roofing and contracting space. So like to start with that for, with a new client, like that's a hard that's a hard buy-in for them, right? It's like, hey, we're going to do this thing. It's going to cost a lot of money. It, it's going to be painful for a little bit. It's going to pay off. Whereas with social media ads, it's like, hey, you can come in and we can help you. We had a client last week, uh, a contracting company down down south in Mississippi. She joined our program on Wednesday. Uh, there, She was up late Wednesday night. Uh, she's a marketing manager at a contracting company. Uh, she, she ran her first ad, followed our stuff, ran her first ad, got a lead uh, the next day for like a million dollar home for the, the roof on a million dollar home. And so like, that's, you know, that's just a very small sample size, but like, that's the power of this stuff. Like it doesn't take a lot of budget or uh, a lot of like, uh, you know, brain power, honestly, to, to get great results. So. I think, you know, I, I alluded to this earlier, but obviously one of the things that, I feel like you're really good at is just being educational and you've set yourself up as an expert in, you know, in this field of marketing where people are always, you know, expecting your tidbits of information of how we should do certain things. Right. But, but I think that it's so important to, you know, to set yourself up as the expert that way, because what this does is this just gives you so much more credibility than, you know, I don't, I don't want to, uh, how do I say it? Then just spamming people trying to get their business. Right. Um, I feel like you're probably getting way more qualified. Uh, you're getting way more valuable relationships out of what you're doing and just thinking to contractors, you know, how this, uh, applies to them of, you know, I guess let me let me let me phrase this as a question. How can a contractor educate their customer base and use that as a way to develop leads versus spamming people and all the other, you know, more abrupt ways that that uh, sometimes we don't know any better. Right. You know. Yeah. So yeah. And, and there's. You know, and again, I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, hey, the only way to do it is to do like inbound marketing where you have prospects reaching out to you. There, uh, Diego, you know, the same companies like there's companies that 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 are super successful that do nothing but door knocking and referrals. And that that's that's great for them. You know what they have? They have a repeatable, scalable, predictable system. They know if they go out and knock, you know, 200 doors a day, they're going to get X amount of deals and they can they can forecast based on that. Right. They have that that system for generating their own customers. So whether it's door knocking or whether it's something else like digital or social, like every, and I know I'm going on a little tangent here, but like every company that's successful in the long term has a system for generating their own business. That might be outbound, that might be inbound, it might be a combination of the two as a lot of companies that we work with have. But yeah, that, that, that's intentional uh, on our part, on my part, in terms of being the educational company. Like we want to position ourselves as as the trusted advisor, which is one of our core values, as the experts, as you know, problem problem solvers that are going to really help you solve your problem, and so yeah, and, and that's my personality. Like I don't come from sales. I'm not going to be. 
I'm not the guy you're never going to see me in your DMs, like pitching you, you know, whatever. Um, actually to the contrary, I've got prospects, roofing companies and, and contracting companies in my DMs reaching out to me looking for help. And like, that's awesome because it's not just an ego thing. It's more about like, Hey, if you, if you're reaching out to me in my DMS or email or phone or text, whatever, it's because you've seen some content, you've seen some value in some way. You're like, Hey, this guy, Joe, these guys at contracted dynamics, they're a little bit different. You know, they're talking a little bit more strategically and not tactfully, tactfully, um, things like that. So like, that's going to be a great relationship. And we, you know, we don't need to work with like, you know, a, a million contractors. Like if we get two clients a week, uh, that that's great. Like, that's awesome. Anything above and beyond that is, is even better. But like, we're not looking to work with anyone. We're not selling a t-shirt, man. Like I can sell a t-shirt to anyone, whether you're a nice guy or a jerk or whatever. But if we're going to like, we're going to be working together for 90 days or 12 months, which are our training programs, like we're going to, there's got to be mutual respect and there's got to be like, Hey, we're collaborating on this. We're working together. And if not, then like, Hey, we're not the best fit. And so to answer your question, you know, more pointedly for, for contractors, it's like, you can go out there and chase business and try to get people, try to convince people to want to work with your contracting company, your roofing company, or you can position yourself as the perfect solution for your ideal client's problems, right? Like what do people want? They want simple. They want stress-free. They want an easy process. They don't want any BS or nonsense, right? So how can you communicate to your market in a way with your content uh, that gets them to say, hey, these guys are different. Like Diego's roofing company is different because you know they're, they're showing me, they're educating me, they're helping me make smart decisions, and I trust those guys. 70% of the buying decision uh, of any consumer for any industry, 70% of the buying decision is made before someone ever reaches out to a company. Right. So there people are, you know, we're, we're the same, right? Like whether it's buying a pair of sneakers, whether it's buying a freaking notebook on Amazon, whether it's buying a roof, we're going on, we're looking at reviews, we're looking at different companies, we're looking at websites, we're looking at social media profiles. And then we say, okay, these guys look legit. Diego's roofing looks legit. I'm going to reach out to him because I know I like, can trust him. And so that's, that's the way that that's a, that's a huge opportunity for any company out there especially in the contracting industry where like so few companies are actually doing that. So that's a long winded response, but I'm, there's a lot of directions we can go there, but like, I want to open people's eyes to that, to that opportunity. Like you don't have to continually chase business. If you position yourself as the trusted advisor and trusted advisor means like whether or not, you know, Diego, you come to me as a prospect, whether or not, you know, you do business with us or you join our training program, I'm going to help you improve your situation, your life and your business, whether or not we ever talk again, right? I'll give you some, in, I'll give you some info, some knowledge. I'll send you a link to one of our videos. I'll, I'll, you know, send you to another company that can better serve you. But like, that's how you, that's how you win long-term and that's how you help other people win, you know, long-term. So to, a couple of things that I, that I uh, noted from this. The, the first thing, I have an example from uh, one of our guys in, in Revolt, uh, Ryan Frieda. He's got a, a company out of Charlotte, uh, Northline Roofing. And he's got a guy working for him. Uh, his name is Will. Shout out to Will if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Will killed it this last year, right? And he, he did so freaking well. And, and, and I went to their company retreat because it was up the street from here. And we were uh, talking about, he was telling me that his biggest thing was 
becoming he wanted to become the most knowledgeable roofer that walked into the into the uh, client's door. So he's been like he'll go to John Cenex, uh, you know, discontinued shingles masterclass. He'll go to you know everything that he can go to that's you know going to help him become more knowledgeable. That's his thing. Is I just want to become the most knowledgeable roofer that walks into the client's door, and he killed it. He did such a good job because he because he 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 became an expert in what he was doing, and the people saw that and they wanted to do business with him, and they referred him. And a long a long it goes right. So um, the second thing that I was going to bring up was that we have this thing that we always teach here at Ruby.com called the trifecta of lead generation. And I don't know if this is something that Hunter came up with or whatever, but I've, you know, he's who I've heard it from. And it's basically, it's the ideal situation of, you know, how, how to generate leads for most companies. If, and most companies are really, really good at, or companies that are doing well are typically good at one and sometimes really good at two things, but typically ne never good at all three. So it's at the top, you have, um, you have door to door, you have, digital marketing, and you have relationships, right? So some companies are really, really good at just door to door. And that's what they focus, you know, that's what they focus on. And sometimes it's a company can really scale when they focus on, all right, which one of the other two can we develop and become really good at? Maybe it's digital marketing, or maybe it's relationships. But most companies don't have it figured out all the way to where they're really good at door to door digital marketing and relationships. So I was just thinking about that with, you know, kind of what you were saying of, and to the point, like where, you know, as if you're a contractor, evaluate where you're at with your company and, and maybe you don't have to be really, really good at, you know, all three of them, but pick what's the, the next thing that you feel like you can develop at, you know, which, which one. I know you've got some thoughts there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like jumping around. Um, yeah. Like that, that I love that. I'm writing that down D to D. So it's like D to D that would be like, I would consider that like outbound, right? You're going out there digital and then relationships. I think uh, relationships would be something that, that everyone should have, you know, regardless of the other two. And I would definitely frame that. And I really like that. I'd definitely frame that in terms of like, the context of your business goals, like what, what you need. So naturally, as you're going through those things, Diego, I'm thinking about our own business and what, you know, how we stack up with that trifecta relationships, very strong. I mean, we were blessed to have relationships in the industry, such as you guys and others uh, that generate referrals and things like that opportunities to get on podcasts. And that's, that's awesome. Digital. Well, I mean, Hey, we better be good at digital and social because that's what we do. And then D to D, so for us, that would be outbound. We don't do any outbound. So that would be like, hey, you know, targeting, you know, people on LinkedIn. Like I know Jimmy Coleman and Justin at Leadball are like, they're excellent at that. And I've talked to those guys. For us, we don't need to add that in yet because we have plenty in order to reach our goals for like for this year and the next year. So I think like, the point that I want to get to there is that, we're all guilty of like chasing shiny objects. And it's like, you see on social media, like, yo, TikTok ads, bro. Or like one of our clients is running Snapchat ads right now. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, you don't need to, right? Um, or, you know, outbound or LinkedIn or like all these different things. Uh, Matt Danskin, restoration referral system, amazing system. Got to give, got to give a shout out to Matt. Um, all these different things, but like, do you need that 
additional commitment and complexity in your business right now because a lot of times like the most successful companies are the simplest right they've got like i mentioned before they they kill it at door to door and you know relationships kind of come as a byproduct of that for us we don't need outbound right i don't want outbound right now even if you came to me and you're like yo i got this 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 program uh you don't even have to pay for it it's free it's all that you know we'll do outbound we'll get people you know responding like right now I don't want that because we are we're focusing on going deep on the channels that that we're focused on and I know that added complexity to our business is just not can't handle it right now right so and that kills profitability when you're running all over in different directions so that's my answer my long answer to that yeah focus on what you need to hit your goals and and figure out you know if you don't know if you don't know what your goals are like figure that out you know that's that's step number 1 is start with the end in mind so Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, specifically with contractors. Um, what do you feel are the things that contractors are doing wrong when it comes to marketing? Man, where do I start? No, I'm just kidding. Um, love you guys. Uh, let's see. What are they doing wrong? I'm trying. And I want to frame this just purely as an educational piece. You are the expert in this, and so yeah, it's not a you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. It's more just like, Hey, you know, you are the, you are the guy to, you know, that, that we look to for education on this. So, you know, where, where are the things that, that as contractors we can start fixing? So I'm just, you know, trying to think of like the clients that come to us when we first start working with them, we onboarded two new clients yesterday. So I'm just trying to put this in like real world terms. And I, I would say pretty much across the board, it's like being too, tactical and not strategic so it's like hey i ran this facebook ad or and i didn't generate any results or uh another one of the dms i have in my inbox right now from roofing company owner uh asking about like automation and crms and whatnot um you know that that might be the right question but you know my he's asking me my opinion about this this uh certain solution and so i'm going to respond to him and be like well like why like what what do you think you're missing in your business right now? Like, is it, is it really that you're missing? Like you need automation or do you need more leads or sales? Like he was kind of all over the place. And I think that when you're all over the place, it's too easy to be tactile, tact, tactical, excuse me. Uh, and just look at like these myopic, like narrow focus solutions where I think everyone, including myself, like I had a coaching call yesterday where one of my coaches asking me some tough questions about, you know, what I want and why. And, and it's like, I don't know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, put pen to paper and go figure those things out. So that's the biggest one. I know it's not like the, the, the most pointed answer, but it's like, get clear on what you want and then be strategic. It's like, what, like, what's the ideal client for you like that. And we go through this, like the first step we go through with all of our clients, pillar number one of the marketing machine. We have five pillars. Pillar number one, is that foundation getting clear on your ideal, like perfect projects, the perfect clients. So the thing is like when you're not doing any marketing, right? When you're just like kind of taking whatever comes your way or whatever, you're just kind of running around chaotically. Uh, you are at the mercy sometimes of taking whatever comes your way. That might be a 20 square roof. That's a, an hour away that you don't want to deal with, but like you don't have a big pipeline. So you're going to go deal with that. Or, uh, you know, if you do, if you focus on roofing and then Mrs. Jones asks you to do her siding as well, you might be like, yeah, I'll do it. Cause I want to make her happy. But like, there's no, there's no strategy behind that. Like that's actually a detriment to your business. 
And so getting clear on your ideal prospects, your ideal clients, who are those perfect clients that you want? Who are those perfect, what are those perfect projects that you got awesome crews for, that you can get materials for, that you can crank out efficiently, that you make good profit on, and you you get great referrals from. So like that's, that's the biggest thing that I see is there's no clarity around like what do you actually want besides more. More and better are like, you know, that's a starting point, but that's not, that's not going to get you what you want, you know? Um, yeah. I got, I got another question too. Um, of, I, this is something I see all the time of people try new things. They have this new strategy and then they try it out for a couple weeks, a month, and, and then they give up on it. So what is the appropriate amount of time that you should stick to something you know, like a marketing strategy, uh, you know, and tweak it and, 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 and try to work on it until you deem it, you know, not either not useful or until you scrap it. That's an awesome question. It's going to differ by channel. Uh, and so if you're, so there's a few variables on this and I actually posted that, that post I wrote yesterday inside the revolt group was about, about this. It's like, how do you, how do you hire how do you know you're hiring a marketing company that's actually going to get you great results? Or if you're doing it yourself, like to answer your question, like how long should you try something? Number one is like you've got to define success. What is success and how do we measure it? All right. So whether you're doing it yourself, it's like we're going to try Facebook ads. Like what is success? What do we want out of it? Do we want 10 leads a week? Want 40 leads a week? Like what is that? What are, are we looking for brand awareness? Are we doing it for recruiting? Like what is success? And how are we going to measure that? Uh, If you're working with a marketer or marketing agency, marketing person, whatever, uh, that's helping you do this stuff, which I know is like most people out there, uh, especially this time of year in March, like you're looking to, you know, hire the right marketing company to help you hit your goals this year. The number one question to ask them is what is your strategy? What is your process for continually analyzing and adjusting the data? So that we're not doing Facebook ads for two months and spending 10 grand a month or five grand, one grand a month, whatever it is, until we have a meeting about this and say, oh, did it work or not? It's like, no, you should have a weekly a weekly uh, tracking mechanism that you're tracking weekly, whether it's SEO, Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, you know, direct mail, where you can look at that data on a weekly basis and say, this is working great, let's, let's keep going. This is not working at all. Let's kind of go back to the drawing board or the most typical answer is this is working pretty well, but we can make these adjustments to make it work better. And then next week we're going to hop in again and look at the data and see, and then improve from there. And so what we found is like daily is too frequent. Monthly check-ins and data analysis is way too long. Weekly is a good cadence. Like that's a good realistic cadence to be able to look at the data and say, Hey, we're on the right track. You know, we're going to make adjustments. It's the same thing in sales, right? You have sales meetings every week. What do you do? You go over objections. You go over people. Why are people hesitant? Why do people go with us? You know, what questions are people asking? How can, how can we improve our sales process to close more deals? It's the same thing with marketing. It's like looking at that data. It might be digital data and not that qualitative data from you know door to door or whatever. But you've got to be looking at it on a weekly basis. So how long to stick with something? Uh, I mean, just give give a blanket answer for any sort of strategy. I mean, 
you're going to know, you should know if you're analyzing and adjusting within 30 days, if you're, if this is something that's going to be fruitful for you. I know things like SEO, it takes a little bit, a little bit of time. I mean, I would say 90 days max. Like if you're, if you're working with a marketing company or marketer or whatever, and it's been 90 days and they're like, yeah, Diego, like, I'm still not sure. Let's just try to test these few things or, uh, I think we need to spend more money to really get some good data in. If it's been 90 days and they're still pulling that crap, then 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 run. Like done. Like 90 days is plenty um, to 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 see like what if something's going to be successful. So that's my answer. I've got I've got two more two more questions for you. So my next question is. What are some tips for contractors to be able to get more content out? You're really good at getting, you know, I, I, I feel like you're at least getting daily content in sometimes multiple times a day. How can contractors, what are some strategies that contractors can, you know, maybe fit in their schedule or whatever that looks like to be able to get more content out? Uh, you got to prioritize it. Uh, hey, we all have different, we all have so many different things to do, right? So it comes down to not time management. You're not going to find more time to do it, right? You're not going to get home at 10 o'clock at night or when you're done with your estimates or whatever, and then find time to do social media content. It's not going to happen. So you've got to put it in your calendar and you've got to say, Hey, I'm going to hold myself accountable to doing this. Uh, one of the, one of the only ways it's going to get in your calendar is if you are bought into the process. Like if you really believe that it's going to work, and you're following something that's proven. Uh, it doesn't have to be our training program. Just follow, you know, something that that you believe works. Maybe it's Gary V. Maybe it's you know, Roofing.com has some good educational resources. Um, just follow something that works. Really get bought in and say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to put it in my calendar and get it done. And then, really, I would challenge any contractor to post once a day. Right? That's not very hard. Post once a day. Uh, three days a week. I know it's like, Hey, I don't, my goal is three days a week or five days a week. Like there's a lot of noise out there in this world. Like we've got to be, we got to be, you got to be in front of people. Right. So daily is not too much to ask. Now what I do is we put out like five to 10 pieces of content a day. Uh, a lot of it's repurposed, right? We'll have the YouTube video. We'll, you know, have a written version. We'll post in different groups and things like that. Instagram stories, reels, all that. Um, what I do is I, I batch it. So like every Monday morning, every Friday morning, I have three hour block where I'm creating content. And so create that content on Monday morning for the week. And then it's basically copy and paste, you know, hit publish, hit post, whatever. So that way I'm not like, you know, it, it, it's very efficient. So I would encourage that carve out, you know, one to two hours a week, create content. And uh, you can either schedule it out with different apps like Hootsuite or Buffer or Sprout Social, things like that. Or like I just do it manually because I like to make it contextual to the different platforms. I think there's a lot of value in that. But batch it out, hold yourself accountable, and have a I have a daily checklist. I've been doing this for years, and I still have a daily checklist for things that I do in terms of content, business development, uh, you know, reaching out to uh, building relationships with strategic partners and things like that. So like have a checklist and hold yourself accountable, and don't go to bed until you do that every night. Like it's simple, but you know, not many people do it. One of the big things that I've seen, like for me personally, is I, especially now with having the podcast, for me, it's easy now to just be able to clip a minute of it and just throw it up on Instagram, throw it up on TikTok, and then I'll throw it up on Facebook. It's the same thing that just goes on all three platforms, right? 
And so, and so every day I'm like, all right, I, I got to get two clips for tomorrow that I can put out. Right. And I'll put one in the morning and I'll put one, uh, at, for the end of the, the work day. Right. So I've been doing, I've been doing that, uh, trying to get more content out. Uh, cause I, you know, I, I feel like that's been kind of working for me and I've been trying to see how that looks like. And so, you know, if you're a contractor and one big thing, like I was talking I was having a conversation today with someone on Facebook about uh, either, you know, starting a podcast or trying to get on other people's podcasts and then being able to repurpose that content as well. Right. Um, For, for me, I feel like now it's, you know, we got a lot of content that I can clip up and it's, you know, it's, so it's valuable to be able to do this. Uh, But maybe if you don't, you know, to be able to get out on other people's, you know, you know, other people's podcasts and, and, uh, being able to clip it and stuff like that. So I don't know if you, yeah. And you gotta, you gotta figure out again, start with the end of mind. Like, what is the goal? Like, who's your audience? Right. So it's like, if you're a local contractor and in, there's a lot of podcasts in the industry and we've had a lot of our clients on and a lot of roofing company owners on our podcast, uh, to, you know, and, and as have you, right uh their their objective there you know what's in it for them they're not they're not looking to they know they're not going to reach their their local market by being on my podcast right but like their thing is like they want to have an impact they want to be able to educate others in their industry maybe help others out uh to to not you know make all the mistakes on their own things like that if you're a local contractor like how to create content just be like if there's a local podcast or things like that, then then that's awesome. Like there's these two realtors around in my area, the Jersey Shore. They have like this this basically a, a show on YouTube where they just interview local businesses. Like that would be amazing to get on that as a local business. And you're you know that's that's awesome marketing. Uh, short of podcast though, like a simple thing to do uh, for to answer the question. I don't know if you're asking it, but like what I heard is like if I'm a contractor. I, I, I know I have to create content. Diego and Joe are talking about it. Like I'm in, let's do it. Now, what the heck do I create? The simplest thing to do is, is to, to two things. Number one, answer questions that, that people are having in your market. Like that's what I do every day. It's either, you know, here in the camera, I'm flipping on the phone. Um, and it's like, Hey, I talked to Diego at Diego's roofing. He had this question about like running Facebook ads. I, uh, you know, I, I gave him an answer, but I figured it would be valuable for, for all of you to hear it as well, because I know that that's a common thing, right? So if you're, you're a contractor, you're, you're dealing with homeowners, like those are your, your clients. It's like, Hey, uh, Diego and his wife had this issue with their roof. We went out there and we, uh, you know, we did our 12 point inspection and things like that. Uh, we determined that it was past its useful life and had damage. So we gave them a few options. They ended up going with this brand new JF Timberline HDZ. And now they got this beautiful new charcoal colored roof with a 30 year warranty. And best of all, the peace of mind that they don't have to worry about the roof over their heads. And like, so that's just telling a story about a project and, um, and and educating your, your market. So those two things, answer questions, and then just tell stories about your clients and your projects and do that consistently. And that's, that's it. That's all you need to do. I, I got to give a shout out to one of our guys here. We share the, we share a building here with Cornerstone Construction and they, uh, one of the, one of the Cornerstone guys this morning posted a photo of them on top of a roof where they couldn't get the hover wouldn't come in. The Eagle view wouldn't come in. They couldn't get, they couldn't get any of those. So they got up on this 
I mean, it was a really cut up roof and he posted a photo of his manual measurements and basically showing like, you know, like sometimes like we're going to go out there and get it either way. Right. But it was really cool. And the guy had a lot of likes and, you know, and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, interaction on there from people just saying like, wow, you guys are going above and beyond because we're going out and we're like, you know, measuring the roof. That's a, that's really cut up and all this stuff. So, so yeah, to your point, you know, making sure that you're, you know, just figuring out those ways to, you know, to put out content and what you're doing and the things that you're doing for customers is key. Yeah. And like I say all the time, like, yeah, as contractors, you've got the subject matter already. Like you're out there on projects, inspections, estimates every single day. Right. So it's easy just to flip on the the phone, the camera, like, Hey, here's what we're doing today. Here's why we're doing it. Uh, If you have this type of issue, then like, here's a way to solve that problem, you know? So it's, it's very easy for guys like, like me and maybe you, Diego, um, you know, we're not out on like job sites every day. Like we go to events. Yeah. It's easy to get content at events, but like when we're not at events, like now in the, in the video studio, like I got to be more creative as a contract. You don't need to be too creative. It's like, just flip on the camera, a video picture, photos, whatever, and just, you know, share what you're doing, document what you're doing. Um, and that's, that's a win. It's a huge win. Authenticity is huge, right? People get, People love to see like behind the scenes, right? Like what's Diego doing today? Uh, my buddy Tom Coogan here in New Jersey, like awesome personality, quick videos on his Facebook stories. Like, hey, here's what we're doing today. He's always upbeat. It's like, dude, I want to do business. I want that guy to help me on my house. Um, he just seems like an awesome guy, you know? Let me ask you one my last business question for you. Uh, this is, again, I, and, and a lot of the stuff I've been asking is, is- on the stuff we have a huge Facebook group, and these are the questions that we get all day long, you know, concerning marketing, right? Uh, so my last question is let's talk about how you set a marketing budget because I feel like that's always a big thing of you know, but there's always this this percentage or versus that percentage versus this and that, you know. So I guess what are the you know, without really saying, well, I guess yeah, that's that's a question. How do you go about setting a, a marketing budget? So yeah, big question. Usually for our clients ends up being around 4% of top line revenue or your target revenue, right? So if you want to be a $10 million, you want to do 10 million bucks this year, your marketing budget should be 400 grand. Uh, If you look at a, you know, if you Google it, like what should my marketing budget be as a percentage of revenue? The Google answers that you're going to get are like, if you're in like, you know, if you're in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Just static mode, 5%. If you're in growth mode, it's going to be 10 to 12% of top line revenue. My thing there is if you want to do 10 million bucks this year and you're going by the book and saying, all right, I should be spending 10% on, on marketing, you're spending a million bucks to get 10 million in revenue. I know the margins of roofing are good, but they're not that good. Like that's overspending. So in our experience, it's 4%, uh, which is, which enables, and that's everything, right? That's truck wraps, that's shirts, that's, uh, you know, digital, social, TV, radio, whatever whatever it is, door hangers, all that stuff. Uh, that can also be time if you're hiring a, uh, an in-house marketing person, which I would highly recommend for any company. You know, that's going to be 50 grand a year, whatever it is. Uh, so 4%. Um, the biggest thing, if you're doing advertising online, especially, the biggest thing to figure out is what am I willing to pay to get one of my ideal projects, right? So if you determine that 
your ideal project is, is a $20,000 roof replacement. It's like, if I'm doing marketing or Google ads, Facebook ads, whatever, what am I willing to pay to get one of those projects? Am I willing to pay 500, two grand, three grand? You've got to figure that number out. Um, and then what that enables you to do, especially if you're a company that is looking to scale, then you can, it's, it's a math equation, right? If, as long as you have your production down, you've got your, your systems and processes down. It's like, all right, we've got, we're getting customers at 1500 bucks right now for $20,000 roofs. Let's, let's spend more money. Let's go. Um, so that's a big thing that not a lot of people do. And what that enables you to do is go out there and, and just, and kind of buy market share really. Um, a lot of solar companies do that because solar is very, uh, you know, it's, it's very scalable. So like the solar companies, they have a lot of them, the good ones, like they have that down, like they know on the, on their different marketing channels, like, yeah, on Facebook ads, it costs me 1500 bucks to get, to get a, a deal. Uh, when I'm buying leads, it's 2200 bucks. The industry average is three grand, whatever it is. Uh, so that's that, but a marketing budget around 4%. Um, and Hey, you don't have to spend that if you don't have that. That means you just have to spend time, right? There's there's a scale of time and money. If you don't have the money, then then hey, I hate to break it to you, but you got to spend the time. Um, and then the the caveat to that is even if you have all the money in the world, you still have to spend time. You can't just spend money and not spend time. You've got to spend a combination of 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 the two, right? So uh, that's my my answer. I hope that was valuable. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, let's get to my series of rapid fire questions. I have, you know, we started the Rise Above show to be able to talk business, talk life, talk personal stuff also, you know. So my first question is, what is a big failure that you've had in life and how were you able to rise above? Oh, man, I don't know if I talked about this publicly at all. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like I was a huge basketball player growing up, uh, AAU basketball, played nonstop. I ended up going to this high school that was it's one of the best uh, basketball high one of the best high schools in New Jersey and a great basketball program and uh, and I was coming from a big fish in a small pond in terms of my town and going to this this school that was like a private school and I was a little fish in a big pond I got cut and like that was my identity man like basketball is my identity um, fortunately I, I also worked hard in school so I. Um, so that was a big lesson for me. I, I doubled down on school. I ended up going to, I ended up going to a better college than I would have if I just stuck with basketball and I got a better education. So I guess that's a win. Um, but that was that was tough, man. I I remember I I had an old uh, 1988 Nissan Stanza. I punched the steering wheel uh, after I got cut, broke the steering wheel. Like, uh, I, yeah, that's that was a big setback. Mm. I, and then you ended up going to Brown. Is that right? I went to Boston College. Boston College. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, I appreciate sharing that story. That's very, you know, a lot of times I love asking that question because people, uh, you know, people relate to people that are real, you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah you, you know, there's there's always a backstory to someone. And, and so I appreciate sharing that. Uh, and I and I do. Sorry, mind if I jump in? I got to add something to that. Um, now that my son, our son is almost 10 and our daughter's seven and they're very much in the sports, like that is going to happen to them like hundred percent at some point. Right. And so you look at things like that. And now as a parent, you look back like, all right, well, maybe that experience was 
me going through that so I can better coach my kids through that, you know? So uh, it's just funny how, how, how the world works. I love that. My second question is how will you know that you've succeeded in business? Man, good one, brother. Uh, so me, for me, it's about, it's about impact. It's not about money. It's not about, you know, how many employees we have or clients we have or anything like that, or what stages I'm on. It's, uh, I, there, I don't think there's a, there's no, there's no end line. I know that I'm playing the infinite game. Um, but when I succeed is like yesterday morning when I, in our, one of our Facebook groups, one of our, our guys in our mastermind, he's like, Hey, you know, that exercise we went through was, was like, you know, transformational for me. Like I have so much more clarity in my life and everything like that. So it's just those things, you know, just stack, just, just stacking up as many of those as possible. That's success to me. So in my mind, are already succeeding it's just how many more people can can we impact so that's uh um success over uh, so john we had this event with john maxwell and i wanted to share this with you i'm people are tired of me hearing quote it just impacted me so much that uh i just every time i get a chance to pull it up i just have to share it so john maxwell said success is about me Significance is about others. I hope you have both, but I hope you don't stop at success. And then he said, mm. success does not guarantee happiness. I don't know anyone who's unhappy living a life of significance. And the last part of it is once you've tasted significance, success will never satisfy you again. I mean, I was wow. literally like writing it down as he was saying it. Just It was just so impactful to me. Uh, so just to that That's idea awesome. of... Yeah. Um, all right. My last rapid fire question is what is a book that's changed your life? The slight edge, no hesitation. Probably my favorite book of all time. It's how I live my life. How I run my business. Uh, that's slight edge by Jeff Olson. Uh, amazing book. We'll add that into the, uh, into the show notes. Um, all right, Joe, before we head out, if someone wants to find out more about you, where do they go? What's the best way to connect so, with you? Yeah, good question. Uh, contractordynamics.com is our website. We've got some free training on there. You can look at all our social platforms from there. Uh, a lot of videos, a lot of, a lot of good content, as we talked about. On a personal level, my personal Facebook is where I post uh, daily content. So uh, some pretty good stuff there. So business, contractor dynamics, personal. Go find me, Joseph Hughes, at uh, on Facebook. And uh, let's connect. Yeah. Well, Joe, I appreciate you. And to anyone who's stuck around and, and watched the whole episode, we really appreciate you. We will be dropping more episodes of these. We're, right now we're dropping them twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and we put these up on YouTube, Facebook, and in our uh, on podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And then, like everything, we share everything into our Facebook group, the Roofing and Solar Community on Facebook. So go ahead and join that group if you're not already a part of it. Joe, we appreciate you. And with that, we're gonna we're gonna sign off. And so you've been watching the Rise Above Show presented by Roofing.com. Peace out. Mm-hmm.